This episode was brought to you by KeepOnSharing.com. They're calling themselves the first truly ethical social network. They'll share back 50% of their revenue with their users, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's free to register, and they never sell your information. You can list your products, events, and content for free. Adult content accounts, be gone. They're fun, positive, and encouraging sites supporting local business. In a day and age where social media sites, even well-established ones, are being brought to light left and right for their questionable and sometimes downright archaic business practices, KeepOnSharing.com is a well-needed breath of fresh air. While you can share personal content, news articles, or just about anything for fun and profit, the marketplace allows practically anyone to sell anything at any time from anywhere. But on this site, you are the boss. I cannot express how amazing it is that KeepOnSharing.com shares 50% of all revenue back with the users on top of having a truly transparent, supportive, and clean business model. Check them out. I'm signing up. Will you? Go ahead and meet me on there. Just go to KeepOnSharing.com. A link will be provided in this episode's description. High school girls basketball team season over after 22-year-old coach impersonates a 13-year-old player. (laughs) I hope he shaved that morning. High school girls basketball program, both the varsity and JV, has ended its season after it was discovered a 22-year-old assistant coach impersonated a 13-year-old player during a game last week. I'm an idiot. It's girls basketball. Oh, jeez. I don't know. Maybe she grows facial hair. We'll find out. Our Alicia Boykins... Boykins, (laughs) Boykins, <laughs> who, <laughs> sorry, who works for Churchland High School in Portsmouth, Virginia, reportedly suited up for the JV team on January 21st against Nassimon River while one of its players was out of town for a club tournament. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I'm like, oh, this team sucks. Give me a jersey. I'll fix this. Following the discovery of the ruse and insuating an investigation. The Portsmouth Public School spokesperson reportedly said that the JV and varsity teams decided not to continue their seasons after a meeting. (laughs) Well, yeah. Boykins is reportedly no longer employed by the school system, I would hope so, as of January 25th. Both the varsity and JV head coaches have been fibered. Yes. Oh, fired was typo. The parents of the 13-year-old player who has been impersonated were understandably not happy about the situation and told WAVY-TV, WAVY-TV, their daughter will not be attending church on high school. (laughs) Yeah. So they're moving the kid out of the high school? I would keep the kid in the school. Are you kidding? If I learned, if if my kid didn't show up, you know, for a varsity game, you know, or JV game or whatever, and then I found out that the coach impersonated my kid to win a basketball game, Man, I would keep the kid at the school. Are you kidding? Be like, wow, they really care about my kid's education. They're going to impersonate my child when they can't show up and win a game. If anything, that shows that your school really does give a shit. Welcome to No Disclosure. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor, Prevail Guitar Works, and DistroKid. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's happening in the world, and based. Like fine, expensive turkeys in the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. Have you ever had to take a shit so intense... That you had to grab onto something, you know, like for support. 
Well, this show is that support. This is from LaginaMappaBobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobobob
really hide a little because he's moonlighting in the vehicle, you know. If I do that, I don't care where I'm going. I don't care what kind of deadline I have. I'm like, hey, your Uber's here. Nah, yeah, I'll take the next one. Thank you. <laughs> That's crazy. This is from The Independent. Beauty blogger killed lookalike she found on Instagram to fake her own death. This actually happened. I'm not making this up. Doppelganger murder. Beauty blogger. Allegedly tried to make it look like if she it was like she was the one who had been murdered by leaving Kiyoba's body in her Mercedes. A woman in Germany has been accused of killing a lookalike she found on Instagram to fake her own death. <laughs> we'll get into why this is weird in a minute if you haven't figured that out already. The suspect identified as is alleged to have stabbed beauty blogger more than 50 times completely destroying her face after luring... Uh, and I'm, I'm not, you know, being expletive here. <clears throat> I'm just telling you what happened. After luring her into a meeting in the Bavarian city of... Damn it. Can't pronounce stuff today. I have listeners in Germany, too. God, I sound like an idiot. I sound like an idiot. <laughs> oh, idiot. I'm a fucking idiot! I'm a fucking idiot! Fucking idiot! Fucking idiot! Fucking idiot! Fucking idiot! Now, Sabahabahaba 24-year-old German Iraqi woman, that's a hell of a combination, who was herself a beauty blogger, then allegedly tried to make it look as if she was the one who had been murdered by leaving Kapajabajabajaba's body. I'm sorry. It, uh, in her Mercedes car and parking it near the flat of friend Shakira. People aren't going to understand this article. Uh, I know these cultures have been around longer than even my ancestral one, but I can't pronounce stuff. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be unpronounceable. Come on, just... Think of the podcasters out there, especially the dumb ones like me. Local reports said even Shepkeeper's parents were fooled and identified. Okay, I'm done. I I, I can't keep doing this. I, I, I mean, it's like indecipherable at this point. So, beauty blogger killed another one who's practically a doppelganger. I'm looking at both photos here. It's uncanny how much they look alike. But um, do I really need to spell out what's stupid about this whole thing? I'll give you a second. I'll give you a second. You know what? Um, while I give you this second here, let's uh, at least have some kind of uh, some kind of music. All right, I'm just kidding. You, you got it. You got it. Okay. There's a little thing. You know, it may I may be stretching here a bit, but when you're investigating a murder, there's this little thing called DNA evidence. DNA evidence. Yeah, people have fingerprints and shit. They're going to find out. It doesn't matter what you do to the face. You could burn the body to a crisp. You know what? They have a little thing called dental records. <laughs> it's not going to work. You can't kill your doppelganger and then fake your own death with it. <laughs> There's a couple holes in that plan, you dingle fart. Number one... Uh, there's two people, quote-unquote, dead, 
one of them does not match your fingerprints, DNA, dental records, or anything. The other person has a family that just, yeah, the perfect crime got messed up. Herp, 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 herp. You're fucking smart. You deserve to go to prison. This is from MLive.com. It's one of the stupidest crimes I've ever seen. God. Watch Casino a few times. Talk to Robert De Niro. Do something. Coffee. Uh, but whoever you talk to about it, you're probably going to have to kill them too. That's why you need to frame it as kind of a hypothetical. Or ask a really smart child because no one will miss them. Michigan boy, six. <laughs> That's a phone call. Michigan boy, six. I talk about a child next to spends $1,000 on Grubhub. Ooh, doorbell just kept a ringing. Cars kept a coming. Chesterfield trip up a pee pee pee. The doorbell just kept ringing and the cars just kept coming. As I said, six year old Michigan boy went on a wild $1,000 spending spree. Like he was on a fucking game show using his dad's Grubhub account, ordering large amounts of food from numerous area restaurants. Hey, parents, if you want to avoid this situation in the future, don't let your kids use your fucking cell phone. If they're too young to have a cell phone, don't give them yours. It's not an entertainment device. That thing is linked to your credit card. That's why this kind of stuff happens. Or raise a child who is smart enough to be like, hey, don't order $1,000 worth of, you know, Mexican fucking ice cream or those weird SpongeBob suckers or uh, glass anal beads. Uh, just don't do that on dad's account because it's linked to his credit card. You want to fucking eat this week? Okay. But if you're a good parent, you probably shouldn't even have that conversation. Just don't give it to them. I'm like, here, 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 I got shit to do. Here, hold this. And then he orders $1,000 on Grubhub. See what I mean? Comes back to bite you. The food piled up quickly at the Keith Stonehouse Chesterfield Township in Metro Detroit on Saturday night when he was home alone with his son, Mason, and his wife, Kristen, away at the movies with some friends. We're, I don't know why I'm talking like that. We're, ta we're talking five large orders of jumbo shrimp, salads, shawarma? <laughs> shawarma, really? Okay. I <laughs> Wow. I know, like 99.9% .9 of kids don't even know what fucking shawarma is. I'd look it up myself, actually. <laughs> and chicken pita sandwiches, chili cheese fries, ice cream, grape leaves, rice. I'm, I, can, I can keep going. This is like something out of Saturday Night Live, man. <laughs> 9.5 out of 10 anger, I suppose, while it was happening. Next day, it was about an 8. Now I'm at about a 3. That's why you suck as a parent. <clears throat> My kid orders $1,000 on Grubhub. Guess what's happening? Yeah, we're going to be eating like kings, but I'm going to be using your spine as a walking stick. And people are so such fucking pussies these days. He's sick, so I don't think it's going to sink in. Uh, yeah, it is. Don't spend $1,000 on my car. But then again, it goes back to you as a parent. Don't give the kid your fucking cell phone. You're just kind of asking for it. He's six, okay? <laughs> Jeez. Some people are so damn stupid. I'm sorry, dude. Or as the young kids say, bruh, this is your fault. <laughs> this is your fault. I don't think the kid should get in trouble at all. I think you're the one should be in trouble, you bad mambo jamma. Coffee. Yeah, I'm drinking a lot of coffee this morning. I took a nice big poop before I started recording. So I might be good for the duration. It's from CyberScoop or backwards, Pooks Rebike. <laughs> Cybercrime groups. 
Offer six-figure... I'm in a weird mood. Cybercrime groups offer six-figure salaries, bonuses, paid time off to attract talent on the dark web. Well, yeah, they got to hire from somewhere, right? Despite the obvious risks, tech jobs with hacking groups can be alluring for those who need the money or want to do the work. Cybercrime is a booming business, as you can imagine. So like any other thriving market, the masterminds behind ransomware syndicates or online scam operations need workers too, damn it. And they aren't just looking for other criminal hackers. Developers, administrators, and designers are in high demand as far as these industries go. What gets me, CyberScoop, is how do you know that? And just as cybersecurity market is competing for the best talent, cyber criminals are also offering high salaries and perks to attract the best. Why not work for these guys, right? They're offering paid time off. They're offering vacations. They're offering PTO time, competitive wages, because, you know, criminals are always trustworthy with that kind of shit. I'm going to trust someone who steals for a living to do my payroll. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I work for an insurance company, a major one. So that's kind of what I'm already doing. Okay. Let's install the Tor browser. I'm going to apply live right here on the show. <laughs> it might be even more legit because they, <laughs> they're they not trying to make these ads, you know, for TV and be like, oh, we care about the customers and we're all about hurt. hurt, hurt. No, these guys come right out and say it. We're here to fuck shit up and we need people. <laughs> I might go with that place more than I will with, you know, anything with my day job because at least they're honest about it. I would rather go with a guy... If I know I'm getting into something shady, you know, if I know that I'm, I'm walking into that, I would rather go with a guy wearing a tuxedo to a, you know, like with the lacy cravat and all that stuff, completely overdressed, walking in, knocking shit off the table, like, I'm here to fuck shit up. Other than, you know, the guy in khakis looking like Jake. Like, uh, we serve our customers the best we can and fuck them out of all their money. You know what a deductible is? Okay. Deductible is basically legal robbery. Let me show you how it works. This is from Yahoo News. <coughs> Tylenol murder investigators order new DNA tests on the evidence for... Yeah, yeah. If you're wondering if it was those Tylenol murders, no, it didn't happen again. I'm talking about the Tylenol murders from 1982. There's been a break in the fucking case. I'm not shitting you. Tylenol... This is amazing. We got a good episode today. We're learning. <laughs> Tylenol murder investigators order new DNA tests from that case, that case in 1982. Yeah. If you don't remember, though, like the Chicago area, seven people were murdered after unknowingly taking Tylenol pills that were spiked by a killer. They think he may have worked at the factory. They think he may have had something to do inside job wise with tainting those Tylenol bottles. This case right here is actually why pill bottles and medication bottles are required to have child safe lids or you know the seals on them this is the case that actually created that Laura Morgan was only three in 1982 when her mother Linda Morgan bought a bottle of Tylenol from a local grocery store to ease the pain of an aching pain an aching leg like several others Linda didn't know the bottle she purchased contained poison pills cyanide man that's some rough shit you could say goodbye. You could say au foie. You could say au the same. But cyanide says goodbye in every language. That's some heavy shit. Now that I'm old enough to understand, she says, I have a child of my own. Ooh, did you take the title? Oh, it looks like she took it and actually survived. Wow. And the child looks normal. 
normal sized head. Doesn't have one of those like really big, mushy, fucked up heads like some chicks I know for <laughs> their kids, you know? You don't want to say anything. You're like, God damn, that kid's got a big fucking head. This kid looks normal. Arms and legs where they're supposed to be. Yeah, looks good. Not, not bad. That's <laughs> very good. I, I know that, you know, uh, cyanide doesn't cause mutations, but you, you, you can never be so sure. I mean, if something's already spiked, chances are, you'd be like, yeah, I'll throw a little something extra in there. Maybe the kid, if they survive, they'll have four arms. and be like fucking Goro. Then they'll be blessed and they'll thank me because they'll be a hell of a drummer. I don't really... <laughs> That's fucked up, man. What's with the kid jokes today? The case is still unsolved, but new documents obtained by CBS Chicago reveal an intense new effort to use advanced DNA technology to identify the killer. 40 years later, the survivors are a big part of this puzzle. They're going back and re-interviewing all of these people. Now, the authorities in Chicago are saying that they've received a break in the case, nothing huge, but something that does merit reopening this investigation. Plus, they've said with the advancements in DNA technology, all that stuff, that they would have opened this case anyway. Wouldn't that be a trip if we finally catch the Tylenol murderer? That would be amazing. Now, I looked up statistics and shit because I'm a big nerd. Did you know that there's a very high percentage of you know unsolved cases where one of the first 10 suspects interviewed, like one of the first 10 people on their list, usually, I think it's like in the 90%, it's fucking astronomically high, the first 10 people interviewed, 90% of the time, it's one of those, and the cops missed it. Isn't that wild? So I say just arrest all of them. This is from WGN9. <laughs> Suburban school worker. Sorry, I said that weird. Sounded like Christopher Walken. Suburban school worker. Charged with still. Wow. Wow. My computer's alive. I sorry, I can't do a Christopher Walken. Suburban school worker charged with stealing $1.5 million worth of chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> How many chicken wings would equal $1.5 million? That's an ass load of chicken. That's more than like filling up a bathtub, right? I mean, would that be an airplane bathroom at least, floor to ceiling completely in chicken wings? $1.5 million worth of chicken wings? You know what? I never do this. We're going to deviate a bit. How many chicken wings would uh, $1.5 million make? I want to find this out. Man, I am... Uh, I'm belchy today. <laughs> and of course, I'm doing nothing but pulling up this story right here. I just want to know. $1.5 million... Okay, how, all right. Well, let's just do this kind of math here. Um, how much does it cost to manufacture one chicken wing? couple of bucks, right? That's, that's, that's a shitload of chicken wings. <laughs> I'm no mathematician, but you're going to be swimming in some barbecue. Harvey, Illinois, the food service director. <laughs> she was the food service director. <laughs> it just said suburban school worker, but she was actually, oh, she was actually the food service director <laughs> for an impoverished, God, for an impoverished, <laughs> I can't. For an impoverished South Suburban school district. So she's 
She's the food service director, man, and she's stealing all the chicken wings. <laughs> For an impoverished South Suburban school district. God. These poor kids, man. Literally, the poor kids. You're taking, like, one of the few things in life that they're actually going to savor and enjoy is something to look forward to. Hey, if I get, you know, financially well off one of these days, I could get as many of these chicken wings as I want because, you know, the chicken wings are the fucking tits. And you're taking them from these kids? God, their lives suck enough. Taking their chicken wings. God. Food service direct. I can't get over that. <laughs> All chicken wings. Vera Lydol, 66. Worked for Harvey School District 152 for more than a decade, according to a LinkedIn account. Oh, I just started a LinkedIn account. Let's see how she's doing. No, I'm just kidding. The massive, I don't want to stalk anybody. But she does have a shitload of chicken wings. Someone's got to tear through those before they go bad, you know what I mean? The massive fraud began, she can't do it herself. Massive fraud began at the height of COVID during a time when students were not, oh, damn it, that means the chicken wings are all bad by now. Why would you steal that much of something that's going to, you know, go bad so quickly? What, were you moonlighting? Were you selling them out the back of the apartment building at a, at a higher rate? You don't do that with chicken wings. You don't do that with things that can spoil. Court records accused, get into art theft or something. Court records, yeah, yeah. Move into a poor neighborhood and then rob their fucking, like, you know, soup kitchen or something, you piece of shit. Court records accused Lytle of ordering more than 11,000 cases of chicken wings from the school's district food provider and then picking up the order in a cargo van and then just taking it. <laughs> the scheme was uncovered by the district's business manager during a routine mid-year audit because, yeah, Miss Lady, they do like audits and shit. The manager found the district was $300,000 over its budget despite only being halfway through the school year. Yeah, that's a little bit of a red flag there. Or I'm surprised it took them that long. You know what I mean? I am amazed it took them that long. Didn't anybody just walk into the cafeteria one day and be like, what happened to chicken wing Saturday? Like, why Why is that not a thing now? And then you go talk to the food service worker who's walking around smelling like chicken wings, wearing a shitload of perfume to cover the smell, bones sticking out of her pockets, you know? Go ask her. Isn't anything weird about the situation? <laughs> this is from Yahoo News. Israel refills the Sea of Galilee, supplying Jordan on the way. Yeah, you heard what I said. Israel is saving. Uh, you guys know what's going on about with the Sea of Galilee, right? Basically, the epicenter of, uh, you know, all the future <laughs> past and present parts of the Bible, right? One of the most important areas in the world, the Sea of Galilee, which has been very quickly drying up. If the Sea of Galilee goes away, then that is certain death for potentially millions of people. Israel is saving its main freshwater reservoir from the, climate, the effects of climate change. This is fascinating to me. The Sea of Galilee has been disappearing. Now, with this environment, this is something that really bugs me. I mean, this is, uh, this is you know... God's country here. This is sacred shit. You don't know what to expect next year, year afterward. What they're doing is they found a way to, uh, I'm not going to say fix this because God knows how that's going to happen, but they are considering ways to take extra water they produce artificially with distillation plants and bringing it to fill the natural lake if needed. 
I don't know, guys. The Sea of Galilee. That's uh, that. That's not a pond. I don't know if you produce enough water to even make a dent. I hope that you do. Because, you know, the Sea of Galilee is a very important place, not only for people's lives, but this is a, yeah, this is a historical place, man. I hope you can refill that. I got a couple bottles of water you can have, man. That's not going to make much of a dent, right? I mean, that's all I got. I, mean, I can't pee in there because, you know, people drink that shit. You, know, you can't, you know, don't, don't go all European on it. You don't want to do that. Make sure the water is fresh. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I almost spilled my coffee. I almost did a spit take right into the diaphragm of this microphone. Man, Cassie would have been pissed. Hey, Cassie, I need to buy another, you know, hundred dollar fucking Rode Pod mic. Why? I just spat coffee all in it. Oh, I need a new monitor, keyboard, Xbox One, TV, uh, spare headphones, and a new set of shorts too. Call for review. This is from abc.net.au. Call for review into the disappearance of dangerous tiny radioactive capsule that somebody fucking lost in Western Australia. We've got a broken arrow. Not technically, but it is radioactive. As the search continues for a tiny radioactive capsule in Western Australia that somebody just you know kind of misplaced, the state's deputy premier says there needs to be a review on how it disappeared. An urgent warning remains in place after the capsule, only six millimeters in diameter, eighty-eight millimeters long, was reported missing on January twenty-five. The tiny radioactive source was part of a radiation gauge used commonly to measure radioactivity in oil and gas processing plants. How ironic! How beautifully poetic that somebody lost a piece of radioactive material used to measure radioactive material. <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. It was lost in transit somewhere along a 1,400-kilometer journey between a Rio Tinto mine and place. Yes, the Department of... can't pronounce it. The Department of Emergency Services or the Department of, oh shit, we lost radioactive stuff, and Rio Tinto was not only notified the capsule was missing when the container was unpacked for inspection on January 25th. Oh yeah, but that was an event. Authorities believe it fell through a hole in the truck where a bolt had been dislodged after a container collapsed in transit due to vibrations. <laughs> I love how even with these, you know... Hugely plan. I mean, we, with all of our scientific advancements, people have given their lives, literally, in studying radiation. Some of the original notes by even our scientists who first started studying radiation, their notes can't even be touched for another 20, 30,000 years, something like that. People have given their lives researching radiation. So we know about this scientifically. We put measures in place. We use all of our brain power and technology and all this stuff. And then it gets lost because of a loose bolt on a shitty truck. I love the human race. <laughs> I do. We can send rovers to Mars. We have robots that can do heart surgery. And my, you know, 12-year-old human being is sitting here with all the way up to the middle knuckle, up his nose. Just sitting there with, like, all the way up. Like, I don't know if he's picking his nose or trying to feel his brain. It's, it's amazing to me. This is from CBS News. Mars, crea <laughs> Mars creators. <laughs> I can't say craters. Why can't I say craters? 
Nobody created Mars. Mars craters and cracks create adorable image of a teddy bear and latest NASA image. Have you guys seen this? Yeah. You know the happy face crater, right? Well, now it, it's almost unmistakable. It looks like a fucking bear. NASA's latest discovery on Mars may be just the cutest yet. Last week, the operator of one of the space agency satellites shared a December photo of the red planet's mysterious surface with a unique formation that resembles a dead-on fucking teddy bear. <laughs> I love this. Mars is like, hey, guys, I know Pluto's got a heart on it, but look at this shit. And it's, it's awesome. The, the gas giants are like, fucking asshole. <laughs> the image was shared on January 25th by the University of Arizona. Pretty amazing. What caused the adorable tattoo-esque image on the planet's surface? Well, according to the university, it was formed of... Oh, yeah. As, you know, uh, geological formations always are. I swear, you guys got to hit some kind of a word count or something. But it seriously looks like the face of a teddy bear. That's freaking awesome. That is awesome. I like how, uh, have you seen those images on Mars where, uh, this was not intentional. I, I thought it was at one point. But the rovers that we had up there, in order to make a certain maneuver to get around steep areas... The rover has to do this kind of certain maneuver where it backs up, goes, backs up again. It, it like has to go. It's hard to explain. It has to go forward, back up in a circle, go forward, back up in a circle at a slightly different angle. Are you getting what I'm saying? Making the shape of a penis. Like, you know, this isn't intentional. There is a giant 30 foot long penis on Mars. There's also a penis on the moon. Yes. Human beings still being awesome. Boys will be boys. Not intentional, my ass. Some guy was like, hey, <laughs> check this out. <laughs> Some old boy at NASA was like, is everybody gone? Okay, cool. Give me the remote control for the fucking rubber, man. <laughs> there is. There's like a 30-foot-long dong on Mars. Beautiful. Human beings. We've been carving penises into things since the dawn of time. I mean, you, got, you were here when I did the... Uh, Previous episode, we found the oldest dong carving recently. I'm sure there's an older one. There's got to be. But this one's from fucking ancient Rome, and it's written on a receipt. It's written on a receipt. So you know that that one was, was intentional. And what's funny is it was linked to a guy in Rome who was known to carve penises on... <laughs> seriously, who was known to carve penises on statues of gods and goddesses. <laughs> it's rumored that he carved there is a penis on the outside of the Colosseum. Very small. But they think that this guy was like the first tagger. That this guy went out and just carved dongs on everything. Uh, true fucking pioneer. If he if it really is the oldest. Boy, if he could see these images of Mars now, the epic penises like on other planets, he would be so proud. Man, he he, he would probably shed a tear, honestly. It's from CBS News. Pager Duty CEO apologizes after quoting, what? I didn't see this. Apologizes after quoting Martin Luther King Jr. in a layoff announcement. Wow. You just give a whole new meaning to the word dumbass, don't you? Jeez. This guy's a CEO of a tech company? I wouldn't put him in charge of a fucking ant farm. What an idiot. CEO of a tech company apologized for quoting a civil rights legend, Martin Luther King Jr., in an email that announced that she was cutting 7% of the workforce. <laughs> you fucking moron. 
Why don't you quote somebody who was an asshole? Pedro Duty CEO Jennifer Tejada. I know it's business. You got to do layoffs. I understand that. I run a business myself. These things are never easy. But you know what? When I fire a shitload of people and completely destroy their lives, I don't quote Martin Luther King, you idiot. Tone deaf. Disgusting. It veers between grim corporate speaks such I lay I read this. I read it last night. It veers between grim corporate speaks such as calling the layoffs refinements while quoting King and optimistic comments about deeply talented individuals who bring themselves to work. Comes after a string of tech layoffs have been criticized as lacking compassion and humanity, to say the fucking least. I've had to let people go before. I've had to let people go that, you know, I just absolutely freaking loved. But you run a business. You do have to make these decisions sometime. Sometimes. I didn't want to let Donald go after hours. I didn't want to cut that segment and be like, Donald, I know you used this as a therapy. I know you really enjoyed it and you got a lot out of it and it made your whole fucking week. But, uh, you know, I have to cut this. I wasn't going to go up to the guy and crush him and be like, you know what? Abraham Lincoln said... Uh, four score and seven years ago, he freed the slaves and shit. You're fired. Yeah, you don't. Do, you don't do that. God, man, people not caring about their about their coworkers. That's America in a nutshell. America, fuck you. Yeah. I should play the theme song for that, but I don't want to get striked. This is from Gax.net. Gax, G H A K S. Oh, G H A C K S. Okay. All right, as long as they spelled it right. Because you know what a GAC is, right? No, not the putty that we played with when we were little kids, that Nickelodeon stuff. That's G-A-K. But G-H-A-K, that's slang term for your wiener. <laughs> you guys didn't think that through, did you? Okay. Or nobody uses the word GAC anymore, or the phrase whacking your GAC. I kind of like it because there's a bit of a rhyme there. Kind of like jerking your gherkin. I like that one. <laughs> Emergency responders in Japan near skiing areas are troubled by the numerous crash detection alerts they're receiving from iPhone 14 users. Now, if you think this is nothing, Apple's crash detection triggers 100 false alarms in Japanese Alps emergency services. So people, yeah, who are climbing the Japanese... I'm going to do this one real quick, I, just because I think it's funny. People who are climbing the Japanese Alps, they... <laughs> they're getting severely distracted because the fucking iPhone 14s that they're taking with them for some reason are going off, like sending over a hundred messages at a time <laughs> talking about crash warnings, altitude warnings, all kinds of stuff. So the Apple, uh, you, there should be some kind of, I don't know, thing in there where you say, Hey, I'm climbing a fucking mountain or, you know, I'm doing this or that. Apple's having a lot of heat lately about their warning stuff's going off, calling the cops, doing like all kinds of shit when it was just a normal thing. Either figure this shit out, Apple, or find a way that people can turn that off or something. I don't know. But if you find a way for people to turn it off, I mean, when you go commit, I guess, you know, some kind of mass murder or something, I guess you're the guy that can turn it off. But well, see, that's what I mean. It kind of defeats the purpose. Get rid of the feature. Yeah. Uh, Bring back the fucking headphone port. You want to spend money on stupid shit? <sighs> spend money on something that is actually going to be awesome. Put the headphone port back in. No one wants AirPods, okay? They feel like two fucking rocks in your ears. They look stupid. You walk around looking like a damn cyborg. It's worse than that, worse than that, you know, when everybody's walking around with the blinky Bluetooth headset thing. Yeah, I was one of those too. I'll admit it. I fell into that trap myself. Fix your shit, Apple. 
This is from Yahoo Life. This rare asteroid may be worth 70,000 times the global economy. Now, NASA is going to go poke it right in the butthole. They're sending a spaceship to explore the damn thing. Now, I'm just going to say it like it is. Smart people are against NASA doing this shit. And I'll tell you why. Because as soon as I heard about it, I'm like, great. Thanks, NASA. Not only do you lie about fucking everything <laughs> and whitewash these photos and like take the contrast way down so people don't see, you know, the fucking structures up there. Yeah. Or explain things that are happening on your own video feeds being like, oh, no, 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 that's a, like, how many times are you going to say glitch? UFO fucking 500 feet long flies in front of the ISS glitch. How many times are you going to cut the feed? But people just eat it up, don't they? They believe everything you fucking say. Anyway, rant. 70, this thing is this thing has minerals in it worth 70,000 times the global economy. And NASA is going to go up there and poke it with a stick. Probably bring some shit back. Why is this the dumbest thing you could possibly fucking do? Because <laughs> you're going to make these minerals not valuable anymore. I was talking about this with a buddy of mine because I heard about uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying something like this. There is an asteroid out there. It's not very big. It's only about the size of Rhode Island that's made almost entirely of fucking diamond. But you don't want to go mine it because you will make diamonds on Earth worthless. What's going to happen to our economy when it's not based on gold or diamond or this or that anymore? Huh? You're going to fucking tank the world's economy by mining this thing. NASA... Stay the fuck away from it. Go poke it. Go ahead. Go poke it with a stick. Rub its butthole. Whatever you guys, whatever you fucking science hippies do up there, do it. Just don't bring back anything. Our economy is fickle as shit. And you know what's based on stuff that is finite here, valuable here, but it's in abundance everywhere else. So don't bring the abundance to Earth. You're going to fuck everything up. I'm serious. Don't do it, NASA. Don't do it. Stick to what you're good at. Fucking lying to everybody. This is from Vice News. Inside a U.S. neo-Nazi homeschool network with thousands of members. I actually, I, that yeah, I did say that. You didn't hear that wrong. <laughs> Let me explain. Earlier this month, while the rest of the country was celebrating the achievements, you know, of another guy that we talked about recently, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., okay, parents and children in the dissident homeschool network opened a lesson plan and were greeted with the words as Adolf Hitler wrote. Now, the only time you should be mentioning that psychopath's name in a school is if you're doing a report. The contents of the MLK lesson plan would be shocking for anybody, but for members of the 2,400-member Dissonant Homeschool Telegram channel, this was just a regular fucking Monday. Yeah. Since the group began, no, no, I'm not talking about something way back in the 40s here. I'm not talking about some relic from the past. This group started in October of 2021. Yeah, it's openly embraced Nazi ideology because we all know that they were people to look up to. They totally fucking succeeded, right? <laughs> and promoted white supremacy while proudly discouraging parents from letting their white children play with or have any contact with people of any other race. Admins and members use racist, homophobic, and anti-Semitic slurs without shame and quote Hitler and other Nazi leaders daily in a channel open to the public. Yes, this is actually a thing, and I was amazed. It's not some relic of the past. This is something that's currently going on right now. 
amazing that this kind of disgusting ideology is still being not only believed in, but taught, actively taught to children. Why is nobody getting arrested over this? I mean, I, this is another thing where we've become some fucking pussies in this country that we're going to allow this. Well, we have freedom of expression and freedom of this and freedom of that. No, there is no fucking freedom of Nazism. Get rid of that shit. There's no place for it. Oh, my God. I can't believe this place is still operating. And you know there's some asshole out there, some left-wing freaking diaper-sniffing turd with a fucking man bun and a beanie on being like, well, they should have the right to express themselves. No, they don't. They don't have the right to fucking express themselves. Our country used to be badass, you know that? <laughs> anyway, guys, I'll catch you later. That's all we got. Make sure to go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com for all things no disclosure related. All the social media links are there, as well as a link to get to our Patreon account where you can get... What do you get? <laughs> My brain just went... <laughs> that silence was intentional, because that's what my brain is doing right now. Early access to shows, bonus stuff, giveaways at certain tiers, ad-free episodes. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the ad-free, so check it out. Shout out to the patrons, by the way. The Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel, Donald Haynes, David Peterson. I appreciate the shit out of you. I really do. If I was there to rub all of your nipples at the same time, damn it, I would do it. Better take some cyanide, because I gotta grow a couple more arms. I keep getting more patrons all the time. That's a lot of nipple rubbing, boy. <laughs> we'll catch you. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. Whoa, man. I love doing this podcast. I really do. I love doing this podcast, man. It's like the highlight of my week. But I'm kind of glad it ended when it did. I gotta poop. Did you know it's the faces here? No disclosure, Confiscated evidence. No smoking gun. Fellow human beings, fellow podcast listeners, fellow just anybody, lend me your orifices. No, that is not what I'm talking about. I, I got plenty of that at home. I want to let you know that I am selling ad space on the show. You hear my voice right now? Do you hear that? This could be you, or this could be me talking about you. Yeah, check out in the description from this podcast going forward. I'm selling ad space on the show. You want to talk about your brand? Huh? You want to talk about your YouTube channel, your Etsy page? Do you make handmade glass dildos in your basement? Right here, you can advertise on No Disclosure. Check out the Fiverr link in the description below. It's going to be attached to every episode going forward. This could be you. So instead of just listening to me all the time, or if you want to hear about yourself, because everybody likes that, then uh, check me out on Fiverr. Little as five bucks. Then, uh, you know, you could make a script on the show. We'll advertise your brand. Whenever this is it, you know, advertise on podcast, man. This is the way to go. I'm here to take down fucking radio, okay? I'm here to slay it. Why don't you be a part of that? But I get it. You run a small business, you know, it, it, the things are expensive. It's expensive to manufacture, expensive to buy. You got to pay the bills. And I know you're doing more than just blowing glass down there. So put an ad on No Disclosure. Check out the Fiverr link below. Advertise yourself. Be fancy with me and let's create something awesome together. Back to the program, baby.